Okay, y'all, tonight on the new Boggs Holler Curiosity Shop, we have got a surprise. I have a co-host who has come in all the way over from the other side of the pond, and I cannot wait for you to meet him. So, straight from Outwigan, I'd like to introduce you all to David. David, say hi to everybody. Hey, everyone. How's it going? He's waving. Y'all just can't tell. <laughs> Not waving like fog on leg on, though. <laughs> Okay, now, David, how about you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what all you're doing with music right now? Okay, um, so I'm David, and as April usually describes it, I'm from Out Wigan. You don't have to put the out in there, but you know. Uh, so Wigan is a working class northern town um, in between Manchester and Liverpool. Um, so there's a rich musical heritage, you know, right on my doorstep basically um and yeah there's there's lots going on with myself at the moment music wise but um i think the main sort of focus that we can look at on this show maybe we can come back and do another show later on but main focus of this one is around the music writing um there's a lot of places where you can stream music there's a lot of places where you can hear music I think writing's a bit of a lost art and there's a few DJs that I listen to on um, Radio X which is a commercial station in the UK and they're, they're really descriptive I'll, you know and I think it's great in one respect but one thing that I I'd like to do is describe it describe the music in words you know use words so that people can try and imagine what it sounds like without actually hearing it and i know that sounds a bit of a, a misnomer you know because music's meant to be heard but i think it's a nice touch when you can when you can picture what something sounds like without actually hearing it well i mean and it's i mean i know that you said that it was a you know a misnomer but quite honestly i found you through music and through the writing while music is meant to be heard, there's an aspect of it out here. We call it painting with sound. And, yeah. you know, the same thing happens with writing is you're you're painting with words. You're you're kind of just manipulating the environment so that whoever is experiencing your art, whether it's with their eyes, with their ears, whatever, they can also, you know, feel it in their soul. And you're communicating something that isn't quite seen and isn't quite felt, but it really, it really actually is. Yeah. Now, we both know a lot of the, the music bloggers, and I would love to see this explode. Everything else right now is exploding in lockdown. And I would love to see the, the bloggers explode with the music because one, the musicians need the backup anyway. But two, it's, it's it's such a field for it and every single person has a different reaction to the music they they see it differently they hear it differently and part of the beauty of all of this is getting everybody's everybody's take on it and uh, how we've talked we use words like the the flavor of the music and one of the, I absolutely love it when I hear people on your side saying that something sounds lush I'd never heard of that before and I was just like oh it does that is just great and then I always I always think about milkshakes and so everybody's just like oh that song was just lush and I'm like mm, yeah it's like the the audio version of a really good milkshake this is I, I love that word now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um you'll have to there's a there's a TV program that I think brought it really back into fashion called Gavin and Stacey, a little British sitcom. Um and, and you know, it's set in between England and Wales. It's sort of about a, a little romantic couple and yeah, so the character called Nessa who you use that quite a lot and Stacey, they use the word lush quite a lot and I think that's where the sort of renaissance came into it. But yeah, it's it's used quite a lot over here. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna bring it over here, y'all. All the cool kids in Appalachia are not gonna call sounds lush, and you know, <laughs> and not you know, not just the drinking songs, all the songs, all the songs when they're when they're you know really melodic and so forth. It's it's gonna be wonderful. Now, <laughs> uh, <laughs> now one of the people that 
that I, you know, I personally pay a lot of attention to their take on the music is Moby Tanner. He does an yeah. absolutely great blog. Let's let's tell everybody a little bit about that. I want to talk to everybody about some of the the bigger bloggers and see if we can sort of steer people over there into that. And because I mean anybody anybody can write about their opinion on this, and heaven knows that it helps the bands and it all helps each other. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Michael, as he's is more commonly known, but yeah, Moby Tanner, Rebirth of Cool blog, probably the first music blogger that I. I saw um, on Twitter. Um, obviously, like I said, there's there's so many people sharing music and so many people putting everything out there. But he was the first one that really hooked me in with the writing. My mm-hmm. writing really has been um, quite a new thing. Um, I'm I'm in my you know I'm in my early forties and I've never really written since since high school. You know that was the last time I'd done any writing of any formal kind and. Um, I started writing on Twitter probably what eighteen months ago, um, mm-hmm. and you know it was it was different genres and different things. But you know the last twelve months, I've kind of come to find a kind of you know it, when people say you know stay in your lane or you know finding your lane, I think that's a term that I've come to to know and love because it makes so much sense to me. And I think, you know, I've found, I found the, my music lane and it's the fast um, for me and, you know, seeing somebody like Michael writing and writing so well, but then also when he sort of cottoned on to me and saw some of my, my blogs, a lot of my blogs previously have been around using music as a theme. So, and I've found that I've got the most success by writing, you know, a song that resonated with me and applying that to you know something that's relatable and you know when someone like michael would tweet about my writing and praise my writing and i'm thinking oh my goodness like this guy's a really great writer and he's praising me and you know singing praises to me so that's that means a lot when you find that community spirit it's it's so important and I think oh, the, yes. the music writing, yeah, I think the music writing just, when something resonates, I, I think the best way I can compare it from a music perspective is the Arctic Monkeys, their, their album, whatever people say, I'm, that's what I'm not, their debut album is like 15 years old. It's just had its 15th birthday, which is absolutely insane because when that came out there was such a buzz about it and i think a lot of the buzz was particularly around the north and and it was the lyrics there were there were young lads talking about you know from the ritz to the rubble and they're talking about going on a night out and the bouncers wanting to duff them up and it was it, it wasn't you didn't hear lyrics that that you would hear from people on the street from the you know from the everyday conversations and i think it like we've spoken previously april about the the sort of similarities between the areas you know where we where we live and mm-hmm. you know the working class roots etc and it and it's that normally you know from the 80s and 90s people would sing songs you know and they'd use the queen's english a lot of the time they weren't using they weren't talking about things that you that would resonate with you and, and right. something that you, you could compare to your friends down the street or your friends in the club or your friends in the pub or the bar or wherever you were. It wasn't everyday terminology that you're familiar with. It was words that you knew, but it wasn't words that you used. So, right. so yeah, so I found a lot of success from my blogging, from writing about things that, that people spoke about, whether that was love or loss or hurt, but linking that into songs kind of took my writing onto a different you know in, in a different way in a different trajectory which resonated with people yeah it's the difference there is you know you're able to put your heart into it um one of the one of the things that happens out here and i'm sure that you know everybody up and down the hall is going to know this one you can you can have people come in and they uh they can talk the talk and they can tell the stories but the it's the the flavor of the words themselves and when we first started hearing stuff 
and it actually sounded like us on the radio instead of, you know, we would have stuff come in and it's all, you know, New York City and L.A. And there's good stuff in New York City and there is good stuff in L.A. But my goodness, there is good stuff, you know, down in Moorhead and out in Hurricane. And and it's it's all this beautiful, beautiful music. And uh, it hit home for me the most the very first time that I ever heard Nirvana play uh, in the Pines when I was in high school. And I was just like, you know, because I love Nirvana and, um, you know, I was like, okay, they're, and I hate to say this, you know, they're real, they're big, they're, you know, they're, they're from the city and they're coming in and we get to hear it because I was so spooled just having our music around us all the time. And then all of a sudden I heard acoustically one of our songs because, you know, in the pines, where did you sleep last night? Uh, that's that's an old Appalachian song. I mean, that's that's been around since the eighteen hundreds out here. And I was just yeah. like, lo and behold, there, you know. And then I was just like, and he's also rocking it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, being able to make that that distinction, it surprises me that so much of the music was using the Queen's English. And for everybody out here. When uh, when they say the Queen's English, anything that you hear on TV and uh, it sounds like it's in London, that's that's the Queen's English. And uh, they have got accents all over England, all over Great Britain. It's absolutely beautiful. Y'all have heard me talk to some people from Wales and some people from the Midlands. Um, the north of England is so similar to what we experience just slightly off their pies are different shaped uh other than that (laughs) it's it's so it's so wonderful we you know we'd heard about we'd heard about cousins for you know years and years and generations and lo and behold there they are um and when you were talking about michael talking you up one of the biggest things that i've seen with uh, indie writing especially you know the last couple of years Writers supporting writers, just like the musicians are supporting musicians. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's definitely the, the you know the community spirit there, and you know just I think Michael's an excellent writer. He's you know he's been really successful and does a lot for new music as well. So and and it's just been a bit of a, a bit of a more of a slow slow burner. I think getting you know finding the music bloggers because. There's not a lot out there. It's quite a it's quite a niche area to go for, um, just because there's so people you know tend to judge for themselves. So mm-hmm. when you find a decent writer and there's a few in the community, it's it's always good and it's always nice to sort of compare. You know your it, because it, bands, you know, songs can mean so many different things to so many individuals. somebody can hear something in one lyric that someone else would translate differently so yeah it's good as well to get that different view of of what people are writing about and how they're writing about the new artists that are out there i think you know lockdown in particular in the pandemic and this you know stupid stupid covid is one of the good things i think it's just given people an appetite for finding new music and People have had a lot more time on their hands and a lot of time, you know, people working from home where they've been able to listen to things. Um, yes. It's just opened a lot of avenues and it's certainly ignited mine. I, you know, I've, I've, I would say that I'm a music, I, I would say that I'm a music fan. I've not watched as many live gigs. I have done in the last couple of years, but I would say in my adult life, you know, when I was younger, when I was in my sort of late teens, early 20s, I, w- I would regularly be in Manchester pretty much every every two or three weeks watching gigs um but i didn't i didn't spend a lot of time you know i i went to the established venues i didn't i didn't go that met you know been to even though i live in wigan i've seen the arctic monkeys in wigan i've seen the long cut in wigan i probably watched in my life in my hometown maybe I can probably count them on one hand, but then when I look at how many gigs I've watched in Manchester at the established venues, you know, the your mm-hmm. stadiums and your big, you know, your big theatres and, you know, where the established bands go, it's, it's probably in the hundreds. So it's kind of made me realise, looking back and reflecting, that, you know, the one of the gigs that I remember was 
going back to the Arctic Monkeys, one of the gigs I remember was the, watching the Arctic Monkeys playing Wigan um, 15 years ago before they'd released their album. And that's a memorable one because they then went on to be a big stadium band that's, you know, known around the world. But I saw them in a tiny venue in my hometown. And that, that probably, aside from watching The Verb, which are a Wigan band at Hay Hall, which was, a, you know, a massive, massive homecoming concert for them with 30,000 there, that's memorable for a very different reason. But in terms of seeing a, a, a small band at the very start of the career, the Verb established, the Verb had released Bittersweet Symphony and done everything at that point when I saw them. Mm-hmm. So although it's memorable for being in Wigan and being a massive venue and being with my friends, you know, in, in, in a country park, it, it, it doesn't have that same meaning as watching a small band in a tiny venue before they did anything and then knowing they went on to massive things and going, do you know what? I saw them like before they released the first album, I saw them and it was, it was explosive. So it's nice to sort of see the bloggers that are out there and who they're writing about and getting their take on it because, you know, you're going to, you, I'm getting introduced to more and more amazing bands that are just starting the journey that you think, ah, oh, wouldn't it be great if they did well? Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that's hit me with uh, you know, especially how the music community itself is exploding on Twitter, being able to fund who you wouldn't have seen otherwise. Here we always talk about the Mason, the lightning bug, and you know, shining his light. Um, but that's that's exactly what it's like. I mean, my goodness, there's there's so many people releasing. They're releasing it out there, and it's just it's the sea of music. But the bloggers do such a service to everybody because otherwise it would be an absolute cacophony. You can you can go through those and you know and you can get a little bit of a of a rundown and you can you can make sure and not miss as many people as possible because we are all bad about oh this is my favorite one and basically just listening to everybody until the record grooves are smoothed out. But uh, yeah. I personally like a little bit of both because I, I love old favorites, my comfortables, but the new coming out is just, it's like being a kid in a candy store. It's just beautiful. And the, the amount of creativity that the musicians are showing in order to get it out, I would love to see the, the bloggers explode like that too, because the material's there. Everybody just has to be able to sit down and and actually do it because it's it's a ripe opportunity right there. And we have we have talked about Michael. Who's who's some of the other ones that you like? Who's who's somebody that comes off the top of your head? So Michael does um videos um mm-hmm. and you know he, he's just started a show as well. So we'll we'll put the links to his blog up there. But one of the videos that he does is with an Australian guy called uh, New Indie Kid. So again we'll we'll make sure that his his links are tweeted in there, his Twitter accounts, etc. But again, it was quite funny because he sort of came they came across each other. I remember them starting speaking initially. So, you know, they've only been if I remember correctly, I think it's only been over the last twelve months where they've kind of started collaborating. Um and New Indie Kid's got a massive, massive I think he'd he's someone that wrote and then left it alone then came to Twitter and he's kind of reignited his passion for, for you know, his blogs and he he sort of shared some of his older stuff and I think it was like an A to Z and just so much so much knowledge and depth in there. He's he's somebody that's got a real wealth of knowledge and I think he's in Australia as well, if I remember rightly. So it's great to sort of have that community where, you know, like a guy from the Northwest can speak to a guy, you know, Michael from down South, you can then speak to a guy from um, Australia and that shared passion. So he's another one that's, um, that's definitely worth taking a look at and somebody that I, I look up to as a, as, you know, as a blogger, just because of the amount of time, you know, it's not, it's not a quick thing writing, you know, about music. I've done a few, I've been lucky enough to do a few, reviews um i've had a couple mm-hmm. of bands you know come through to me and, and say oh would you you know would you would you like to do a review and i've approached a couple like asking them like would you like me to write a review you single because they've shared stuff with me early so the likes of joe astley 
um, from Wigan, the likes of um, Apollo Junction. I've done a review for there. Um, then you single on the ropes, which is just a monstrous sound. Um, oh, yes. And, you know, and that's a privilege for me. But you think when, you, when you're doing a review of a single, in my experience anyway, when you're doing a review of a single, you're reviewing something that's, you know, um, a couple of two, three minutes long, unless you're unless you're indie Rob and you're sending me out on a running playlist and you know, <laughs> playing the twelve inch versions, which we won't bore everybody with. But um, you're just scared yeah. of that rain. I'm not. I'm not scared of the rain. I'm scared of collapsing after running well, what seemed like about three days. Like genuinely, I thought I only wanted to run for an hour. I thought I was doing a marathon by the time I'd finished. Um, just just for the listeners, so I'm doing a charity run this year. So I'm trying to run 2,021 kilometers in 2021, and I asked for a playlist, roughly 20 songs, because I thought 20 songs, three minutes each, um, that'll get me running for an hour, which at my pace is you know roughly 10 kilometers. Indie Rob Nine on Twitter decided to send me a playlist, and all of the playlists were the album versions or the 12-inch versions. So one of the songs, the name escapes because I don't think I ever want to hear that song again, was By The Doors, and it was 7 minutes and 14 seconds long. So obviously running for 20 songs at 3 minutes is not the same as running to 20 songs that last 6 or 7 minutes. Anyway, back to my point. Um, <laughs> back, back to my point. The, Surfer for your art. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But back to, the, the, the point that I'm making is that, you know, you're trying to review a song that's three or four minutes. You don't really want to, um, you know, you don't really want to be going on and on and on and on and on and on about the song. You need it to be short and sweet and give people a flavor of what the song's about and, you know, a few of the highlights. But that ta- that editing process, that could take, you know, 30, 40 minutes to just do a, a review of a, a song that's three or four minutes long and and i find myself, i'll listen to it really i'll just put it on repeat for mm-hmm. you know the duration of i'm writing it so every time i'm writing about it i'll pick it up and I'm, I'm not really a planner when it comes to writing there's you know in terms of writing there's a lot of people there's there's planners or plotters and and there's pantsers which you know flying by the seat of your pants where you basically just you know verbal diarrhea always just chuck everything out that's coming in your head and edit it later yeah just get the words out there and then it's you know it's just a minor tweaks to it whereas planners will sort of sit there and think carefully and they'll think about you know the structure and how they want it to start and how they want it to end and then they'll plot you know plot the middle of it so it's a, it's a long process to write a review that probably takes you know 30 seconds or 40 seconds to read over a three minute song so Anybody, you know, like old indie kid who's got that depth of knowledge of, of songs and has written so, so much, you know, they've got a passion for the music. Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, and me trying to, to cut down because we are definitely attached to our words out here. The amount of editing that I have to do anytime that anybody has asked me to review a song, my first thought was, oh, that is so sweet. Then my second thought is, have you heard me talk? And it's just, you know, darling, do you want a tome? And so I keep trying to, you know, truncate it and truncate it. I'm like, but I'm not getting the feeling across. And you have to look at every single word because you've got to put a whole lot of, a whole lot of picture into each word to actually get, get that across and, and doing that in such a, you know, in such a, a short format that they're, you know, that they're using that takes a major skill. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Anybody I've got I, absolute all the time in the world for anybody that, that does something, you know, creative, whether that's writing or, or, you know, drawing, painting, singing, it's, 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 I think people make things sound easy, like musicians make things sound easy, but it's, the amount of practice, the amount of effort that goes into composing even a short piece is just phenomenal. And I think that that goes the same for all the arts. Oh, yeah. Well, like, and you were talking about planners and pantsers. 
My rule of thumb is if I'm writing over 70,000 words, I try and plan a little bit and then fly by the seat of my pants. But if it's under 70, I just write it out and get the rest of it in editing because otherwise you're going to miss something. And it's uh, yeah. it's the word version of Spotify. Just throw it all down there <laughs> and make you a list after. Now, and speaking of lists, one of my favorite list makers is New Indie Sounds. And mm-hmm. you've seen you've seen some of his playlists. I know that he is from over there and you're much more familiar with him. Can you tell everybody a little bit about him? I want to try and y'all, you need to find all these people that we we're talking about. Like David said, you know, we're gonna have the the links up so that you can find these people. It do yourself a favor. Do yourself an absolute favor. Find them, read what they're doing, enjoy it, and then write your own stuff too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We'll get so uh, new indie sounds. So I think his I think his Twitter is actually new indie sounds one. But like April said, we'll we'll, we'll make it easy for you. We'll we're not expecting you to take notes and have a have a quiz at the end of the uh, <laughs> end of the show. Don't worry. We'll, yeah, get uh, we'll your napkins and write it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, send a send a letter. It'll get to him in a few months. But yeah, new new indie sounds. Gary is uh, someone that I've again I've only known in the last twelve months or so. We've been, um, you know, we would tweet about a lot of the same things. And this his account has just gone from strength to strength. I was fortunate enough in between the lockdown. So we were locked down back in March, and then it was it lasted for you know the the full three months, and then it was eased off a little bit um and in that time when we were allowed to go out and mingle with other households i i was lucky enough to to have a, a night out with gary in manchester um and it was great it was fantastic because he was like an old friend in terms of his twitter account he is very much you know very much an influencer in new music um you know a lot of people take note of what he's what he's tweeting and who he's tweeting about a lot of the bands that he predicts are gonna do you know gonna do well very often do so he will put out a song and he he, you know he'll he'll tag in so many people um the actor you guys you should be familiar with especially if you're into you know the, the the sort of music the uk music scene but robert carlisle is yeah. an actor that was in train spotting um and he's a massive new music advocate and it's great he's getting involved and every saturday he'll he'll tweet out and ask for people for recommendations and he'll listen to them and he'll he'll tweet out different bands and you know it's great that he's taking that engagement with the bands that need that exposure it's all very well anybody can turn on the radio to a commercial station and, and listen to what you know the the sort of heads of, of of these massive corporations want us to listen to because it, you know any it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that the likes of liam gallagher are going to are going to release a song that's going to do well because it's going to you know the it's got the background he's got the experience he's got the talent and the ability right so so we know that he's going to get the exposure because he he's got so many you know oasis have got millions and millions and millions of fans worldwide so the radio stations will play him because that will get them listeners that in turn will get them revenue from advertisers because they know well we're going to get this many listeners for these shows because we're going to be playing liam gallagher we're going to be playing the new foo fighters album that's great i love the foo fighters you know i've 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 seen them a few times and I, i can't wait to see them again they're one of the one of my favorite bands of all time but they don't need that exposure and when you get somebody like robert carlisle who's got a very very influential voice in terms of his following and he's tweeting bands that have got less than a thousand streams then it's it's great and he's taking notice robert carlisle is taking notice of people you know like like new indie sounds like china sam um people that have you know moby tanner he, 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 he tweets about as well which again that for me is great because moby tanner michael's a writer rather than just someone you know tweeting songs he's someone that writes as well so the fact that these people have got the ear of somebody like robert carlisle and he's he's very much listening to what they're saying and who they're listening to is is fantastic so 
yeah, Gary's a Gary's a great guy and has done so much for so many bands that I think he's at four thousand two hundred or four thousand three hundred followers. So probably yeah. a lot of people take notice. And and again, it's great because the bands take notice and the bands big each other up, as you were saying, the community supporting one another. Exactly. It's, it's not it's not like where they're all fighting for the same, you know, it's not like they don't behave like they're all fighting for the same crowd and wanting people to listen to their music as opposed to others. They want they're all sharing. I, I saw a band earlier, Crimson Bloom, who were mm-hmm. tweeting, um, and they were tweeting saying that they just bought. I can't remember the name. I can't remember the name of the band, but they were like, "Oh yeah, we've just bought the record," and that's coming from a band account saying they bought another band's vinyl. So it's it's great to it's great to see, and you know, Gary's certainly one of those key players in terms of, although like you say, he's not a writer as such. He's 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 a list producer, and he'll he, he, he makes sure that. The bands get that awareness. Yeah, he's a he's a talker, and I was so glad everybody that you were bringing up, like what Crimson Bloom was doing and saying, that goes straight back to most of the indie book sales right now are indie authors buying each other's books. You know, one of the things that comes across when Gary makes his lists, and it's exact same how you were saying about Robert Carlyle using his platform because he's got. A platform and that is an absolutely beautiful use for it you've got the people that need a voice when the world comes down to it everybody wants to be heard they want their voice heard and you know and it doesn't take away from anybody else the the musicians aren't aren't fighting for the same crowds yeah. it's honest to goodness it's like shopping because you there's a reason that everybody will go to a mall and they won't go to some store out in the middle of a hay bottom all by itself. I mean, nobody's going to drive 60 miles past half a dozen scarecrows to go to a Dollar General or something. But you stick yeah. them in the mall with everybody else, then they help each other. It was actually when you and I first started talking, Gary pointed me to you. And every single thing I've ever heard out of him has just been, how how can I do this to be helpful? How can How can I do this to support the bands and support the music and when uh when people use the platforms and the influence that they do have on especially artistic abilities that wouldn't be seen otherwise you know that it is done just for the love of the art itself and having people like gary and robert carlisle sharing them out there that fills in such a void and then having the music writers come right along beside that and support each other's writing and the music on top of it, it just, it makes for this just beautiful sea of art. We had both mentioned Indie Rob and the Indie Disco, which everybody needs to join, by the way. The Indie Disco, when I tell people out here what it's like, I tell them, I was like, it's the it's the music version of a victory garden. You know, it's... <laughs> You know, I mean, well, it is. It is David from Mount Wigan. Um, you know, everybody has something to look forward to, and everybody. We might be in our houses, but we're still connected to each other through all that, and it's it's so important. Definitely, definitely, it's hugely important. Um, I mean, you you know, you're saying about being connected, and I think that probably ties in nicely with another sort of venture that's going on which is the nobody talks anymore piece um so again um we talked about robert carlisle again and and, you know and and china sam now nobody talks anymore are just launching or just launched the brand um and podcasts sam's going to be hosting those each week um i was lucky enough to go to a event in manchester um back in october Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, you know, again, that was sort of in, in and out and in between lockdown. So it was all socially distanced and safe and, you know, away from your table, you had to wear your face masks and you had to register for, you know, the, the track at the NHS over here. So the health service, the track and trace, so they could tell you if you'd been near anybody that, you know, has, has tested positive for coronavirus. Um, mm-hmm. that, that event was an industry event and there was a few people there so there was um tom was there tom rylance who's in a band called the lottery winners again 
don't know whether it's made its way over there yet. Lottery winners are a band from Lee, so again, not far from me on my doorstep, probably about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes away from where, where I'm currently sat recording this. And they're a great band, and he's got such a great sense of humour. I think genuinely, if he wasn't a singer, he could be a comedian. He's just got... <laughs> He's just got that presence about him. I think that's why he yeah. makes such a good frontman because he's got a stage presence and a confidence about him. And the lottery winners recently, there's the, you guys, I don't know if they made it over there, but there was a, a, the TikTok sort of latest TikTok sensation was the sea shanties. Yes, we have sea shanties. <laughs> um, so, well, the lottery winners sort of saw the, she, the sea shanty trend. I've not even had a drink and I can't say it properly. Um, oh, I can't either. <laughs> So the lottery winners cotton onto that trend and they recorded their own version which used the lyrics of Nickelback's Rockstar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the amazing thing was Nickelback then heard this and then Nickelback got onto it with them and they recorded it together as a video, like, re- you know, distance. So Nickelback recorded little pieces and that was all edited together cleverly. And then all of a sudden that sea shanty is now available it was released so that's available on you know all your streaming sites on spotify on apple music on amazon music so um again we'll pop a link to that because it's well worth a listen to you but it shows you the power of you know social media and, and the lottery winners think they've hit the jackpot you know nickelback who I know they have a, a mixed reputation some people because of the the success of you know some of their songs but they're, they're a massive act. They're, there's no doubt that they're known around the world, and the lottery winners are like, oh my goodness, this band of you know this band of megastars have recorded this song with us. It's it's incredible. But it, Tom was one of the guests at the Nobody Talks Anymore event. Um, Mike Walsh, who I know I've mentioned it a few times, but the, the the radio station that I listen to out and about, the one that's available sort of on digital radio over here, so easily accessible in the car and in, in you know and when I'm on my work is Radio X and Mike Walsh was the head of Radio X who was the head you know he looked after the entire station so he was very influential in that respect um there was uh, Jay Taylor who is the head of the music venue trust so there was all these industry experts giving their opinions on you know how how the pandemic has affected the music industry and nobody talks anymore is the brainchild of James and Stewart who um have they have a, a, a brand called Pentatonic who are, you know, they're very influential in Manchester in terms of putting on gigs. They do it, they have a blog. Again, we'll we'll pop the links in after this. I'll, I'll work with April and we'll make sure that everything that we talked about tonight, you've got links, you can go check it out for yourself. And I really advise, you know, I really would recommend it, you know, the podcast with Sam, the the, the reviews, the sites, the, the bands, there's so much good stuff going on. The writers, it's it's just there's so much that you can fill your days with, you know, and there's so much knowledge out there and information. And, you know, I, I've learned so much from the music venues trust piece of it and, you know, how they're trying to help the, the venues that are struggling because, you know, in the midst of all this, the, ent- the hospitality and entertainment industries have been shut down. Like they can just stream and that's pretty much everything. So it's, it's another, you know, another valid uh, resource for, learning about everything that's going on and learning how you can support the acts you know a lot of bands have had to cancel gigs etc so their only means of income have been stuff like um you know merchandise but when you think about the flip side of that the bands can still produce stuff even though it's in lockdown even though they can't tour they can still you know there's a lot of been using their their time to record there's a lot that have been using their time to you know you're seeing the isolation tracks one of my favorite bands is um not really an indie band the the more sort of electronic but it's churches and they released a, an amazing track in in lockdown um t- you know together um i can't remember i think it's together um and there's some sort of spin on on you know not being together on the track but we forget that the venues are the places where they can't do anything they've not got any other means of revenue so so yeah, it's important to support those guys as well because at least a band can put out a track or put out a live stream or, you know, they can still 
get merch out they can still you know they can still press a, a, a cd or a vinyl or they can still print a t-shirt so they can still get some money coming in the venues they can't put anything on they can't do anything so those are places that need the support just as well and the music venues trust are brilliant with that they have a merchandise site where you can support your favorite band uh, your favorite venues and all the money goes to the venues so you can buy merchandise from your favorite venue you know, the Save Our Music campaign, and they will, they will absolutely give hundred percent of that. Those taking straight to the venue, they'll they'll pay the, the shipping costs, they'll pay the production costs of the t-shirts. So it's just another fascinating insight into how the industry sort of rallies around and helps each other. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, well, two of my favorites right now that I point out to people. You know, we've talked uh, Bell Instant and them recording in a closed press. That's probably one of the the most creative things that I've heard. We've got bands come through. We have or are getting ready to interview for uh, the Porch series. The ways that they're finding to record are just as creative as the, the music itself. But with the venues, I want to take sort of a side note off here. Our show is about the music writing and just, you know, indie writing in general. But uh, we especially want to to focus on the the music writing itself. But I want to remind everybody that we are going to be putting together a bit of a, a charity drive for the Save the Venues, and we've got very similar that's you know over here on our side because our venues are just as hit. I know that Charlie down at uh, Route sixty here they've been playing videos of the the older shows. Because, you know, our Route 60 Saturday night hasn't been able to keep going. And we've got to we've got to, to float these people and you know, we've got to, to keep them, you know, not only extant, but enthused. You know, so keep your ears open because we're going to you know, we're working out exactly how we're going to do the charity right now. We're we're floating a battle of the bands, you know, across the pond trying to see mm-hmm. so if anybody is interested in that make sure and uh you know give us a holler drop us a line let us know you know we do have that coming up now david do you want to tell everybody you all got something coming up here in the next couple of weeks don't you you've got uh <laughs> you're doing some community you know some community work we're we're out here trying to get everybody in the in the holler up on the music scene and you know, talking with our cousins across the pond. So, you know, give us, you know, fill us in. What's the family doing? What are what are you all planning up there right now? Well, um, I've been part of a music promotions company started by one of my friends. I've known him 20 years, a guy called Ian. Um, and we have um, a music promotions company, which again, affected by the pandemic, we've, we've managed to put on two socially distanced gig, outdoor gigs in 2020. It was going to be a, a great year for us, but unfortunately that didn't pan out. Um, but as an aside from that, previous to launching the promotions company, which is, you know, again, it's on Twitter, it's software promos. So you'll, you know, we'll, we'll drop the links in so you can give them a, give them a look. But, Ian's got experience in community radio and, and did a new and unsigned show years and years ago. Um, we had a bit of a rejig in the northwest with some of the, the local radio stations, which didn't go down too well. They were taken over by a, a you know, a larger centralized company. And so we've been asked to put a show on a new station that's starting, which is called Raw Radio, which is the the raw is Runcorn and Witness, which again is an area in the northwest. Um and yeah, I've been I've been asked to co host on that show. So in I think the station starts on Monday the fifteenth of Feb, but we're gonna be doing a show ourselves, uh, which is gonna be indie based, not just we're not just gonna play new stuff, but that's gonna be the main feature. We wanna promote local bands and, and not and new bands. Um, from anywhere, not just in in the northwest, but from across the globe. You know, we want to we want to bring that music to a new audience in the northwest. Um, so yeah, we're going to be hosting a show called Beyond the Bridge. Runcorn, for you guys that don't know, Runcorn's mainly famous for the Jubilee Bridge, which is a mint green um, bridge which crosses the River Mersey. 
Um, they've they've since upgraded. There's another bridge as well, which eases the traffic flow because it's it's quite a busy route, which you know go connects Liverpool to North Wales and and the surrounding areas. Um, but yeah, two weeks time, so I think we're going to be starting our show on the twentieth. That's not confirmed as yet, but um, hopefully on Saturday, the twentieth of February, seven p.m. UK time. So that's going to be two p.m. Eastern time. Um, we're going to be putting on a new show, a two-hour show. It's going to be weekly, and there's going to be, there's a big buzz around it already. And I've never I've never done any presenting before. This is probably the longest I've ever been on anything, <laughs> um, but it's going to be exciting. Yeah, you're you're getting hosting shows all over the place, darling. <laughs> <laughs> it's all like clean living. I know. Yeah. So it's a. Uh... So it's gonna be it's gonna be good fun. It's gonna be good fun, and and, and as April said, we'll we'll make sure that everything we've covered tonight, all the all the sort of writers, all the all the music accounts, all the podcasts, that we'll make sure that we've got we put full links to them. We'll put them on a we'll put them on a blog or we'll put them on the site, and so you could check them all out for yourselves. And yeah, we'll we'll we might just tag a little advert on for my new radio show at the end. I think I think that would be good. I mean, we're uh, I'm I'm bringing you know your all's music over here. I would love y'all write this down. I would love for you all to send some stuff over to their station, <clears throat> so that we can you know there is plenty of music love to go around, and uh, you know I I think that I think y'all get a bit of a hoot about some of our indie stuff that we've got going on over here too definitely definitely um the radio station uh, is is rawradio.uk so you can just go on your browser it's it's on at the moment it's in test stage so there's mm-hmm. there's a mixture of music on there so it covers you know in the daytime it covers everything you know just you know all kinds of pop and rock and uh, it's everything our show is going to be very you know very specialized in what it has but yeah if there's any artists out there that want to send anything for consideration, you just need to email. It's the email's dead easy as well. The email is just music at rawradio.co.uk. So again, we'll, don't worry if you've not got a pen handy, you can't type it down. We'll we'll drop it. We'll drop a link in there. But yeah, if you want to send something in, that'll come through to us, and we can have a listen. And and you know, it'd be nice to get some international music on there. Definitely. Yeah, that would that would definitely be beautiful. Let's see. We hit some of the bloggers and, you know, we need everybody to check them out and find Gary, find Sam, what Sam and them are doing. You get to be able to learn about the musicians a little bit more. You're already consuming their art and you're getting a feel with that. But there's something about, you know, being able to just talk to them and get to know where where they're coming from where the where the music itself is coming from what what hands are polishing that as it were everybody has enjoyed talking to the musicians over here when we bring them in on the porch you know it's just it's so nice to be able to to talk to everybody on just a very human level you know it's not a job interview it's it's music it's it's a reminder that everybody is human everybody feels and we've got all of this to to share with each other definitely just as a last sort of footnote from myself and just when Mm -hmm. you talk about communicating connecting with the artists i think twitter for me is probably the the best place you know for having that accessibility um there's a band called city lights who are a great band and you know they they were shouting me out on on their podcasts that they've done in their video streams because they've I, I kind of badgered them and bullied them into producing some pink t-shirts he had a, a lot of the t-shirts come off the the covers of the singles so they have very very vivid um covers it's very bright but it's just pencil drawings on the on the on the singles you know the covers for the singles that they oh, release and um yeah so i they weren't <laughs> They weren't convinced that they would, you know, pink T-shirts would sell particularly well. But I managed to sort of badge them into selling these T-shirts. And it's great because they were like, oh, you know what? Thank you so much. You know, we've got the sales that we needed to make a bit of money on them. And we can put that money now to a recording session in the studio. So 
when bands are sort of reliant on that income and it's just fantastic the way you can connect with people i remember listening to another one of the other places you need to check out is the in your ears they've done the um they, they do the top 20 i think it's dan potter that does the indie top 20 where they're compiling mm-hmm. charts based on streams i think it's under five thousand is the criteria anything over that the too big for it but you know mm-hmm. i was i didn't check out the show at the time but i was listening you know i was i was following it on twitter um and I, I checked, yeah and i checked the top, but i checked the top 20 out and i was whizzing through the songs and you know clicking on the links and you know they always put the spotify link up there for each song that's mm-hmm. being played as again that's a great thing that you can do with the music you can kind of describe a song with the blogging and then you can put a link to the to the spotify or their apple music and there was one on there a girl from australia queens on australia called i think it's india dupriez and bear in mind i saw this tweet about it being in the charts and i was like oh, okay i'll give that a play listened to the song and really enjoyed it very different um something that i'm um, you know a different sound that i would normally go for but it just resonated with me gave her a follow tweeted about the song say you know thanking the 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 you know radar show for bringing that to my attention next thing you know she's following me back and the next thing you know i'm having a conversation with her i think it was in the middle of the night over it might have been even a weekend but i'm like having this conversation with this artist in australia and I'm like, wow, you're up early. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just going off to a gig, completely forgetting that Australia and New Zealand have, you know, pretty much shut the borders because of the pandemic and they've managed to get COVID under control so they can yeah. have events. You know, there was a music event. Pretty sure the Foo Fighters played it a few weeks ago with, you know, 20,000 music fans there because they were able to because there's, you know, there's no cases of COVID in New Zealand. So they got everybody tested. So, you know, hopefully that's a glimmer of what we've got coming in America and the UK in you know certainly in in the next six to 12 months i would hope to think that we can get to gigs but that just shows you the power of the social media side of it that this person that i never knew existed you know 12 hours before Mm -hmm. not only had i heard of music but we were talking and communicating and i'm i'm one-on-one with a musician that's you know telling me about this gig she's going to in in queensland in australia and that's just shows you how accessible artists are and new music in particular that shows you how welcoming they are and how grateful they are i get bands all the time revival rebander a young band from cleethorpes in the northeast and they're the same they you know oh, they're they're so great wonderful. Yeah. they are they're so good on the socials and they're thanking me and i'm like you're the ones that are doing the music you're the you, you don't need to thank me and we always have a bit of a bit of a giggle a bit of banter about it and because they're forever thanking me and I'm like, stop thanking me. I'm like, you're putting the music out there. I'm grateful for listening to that stuff. And, you know, they've got an average age of 14. I think Connie, the the, the singer, is the eldest and she's only just turned 16. So they are just the sweetest guys. And again, it just shows you the, the power of what social media and writing and blogging and, you know, people shouting how to share music. It just shows you what, what difference can be made and how much fun the community can be. Oh, yeah. And uh, guys, uh, Dan's show that David was talking about, that is the same one that we replay. I love In Your Ears. Not only do they have absolutely beautiful stuff, you know, they're doing so much for the community. And, you know, you've got to see that show that we were talking about. And I'll have link up on that. That's our theme for today. We're going to have link up on everything. But that being said, the show that we replay is Dan Potter's show. Not only is it, you know, it is so fun to hear and he does such a good job, but the amount of support, I was just talking to people and telling them what we were trying to start here, how we're trying to, Appalachia has a voice and whether or not people believe that the fact is we do have a voice. We're going to write our own narrative and we're going to tell our own stories And here is a group of people from all the way over on the other side, you know, the whole other side of the Atlantic who, you know, are are interested in what we're saying and what we're feeling and even sometimes how the day is going on the the show that uh, David was referencing. That was the first time that I had ever heard Sam Lambeth play. And I'm 
I'm probably just absolutely butchering that poor man's name, but nope, his music right. is absolutely wonderful. I, you know, I'm so glad. I, <laughs> my, my pronunciation, I'm a little tickled. I'm always worried about mispronouncing people's names. When I hit it right, it kind of tickles me. But uh, yeah, we apparently were both listening to the show at the same time. I was like, oh my gosh, I really love that song. And it went 20 seconds later. The guy who was singing the song said, oh, I'm so glad that you liked it. And I was just like, oh, that's just so precious. Thank you. You know, and now all of a sudden, you know, he's he's joining in on the, the indie disco nights. And it really is just like meeting old friends. And that really says something about the DJs. I know that we were, you know, that we've been talking about the writing, but I did want to mention um, Dan Potter and Eddie Hansen, both what they are doing for the music scene over there. I cannot wait until we have got enough of a scene over here that we have people take that kind of interest and put in the amount of love and effort that those two are doing with your all's music scene over there. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Dan and, Dan and Adi are two of the good guys for sure. Uh, it's funny you mentioned Sam actually. Sam messaged me before, um, you know, as part of my fundraising. He's he's asked me, he's like, oh, I can, I've not got much. I can donate something, um, you know, maybe a CD or maybe I can just like hand write out some lyrics for you. I know it's not much. Like, I don't know whether people would be interested. And, you know, like that is just how humble they are. I'm like, no, handwritten lyrics. That would be amazing. Like your stuff, you know, your music's great. And yeah, he's, he's another guy that gets involved. So, so yeah, we'll, yeah, the the they're all good guys. Adi's show is brilliant. Um, I did a great little sort of Photoshop for Adi a couple of weeks ago for his show. He, uh-huh. he, <laughs> he, he you know, he plays a lot of new music, but he tends to revisit with you know he's gone on a theme with using the the years, so he'll he'll, he'll sort of transport you back to various years. So I did a, did a nice little Photoshop of Back to the Future with Adi Hansen's face, you know, instead of Michael J. Fox's. So and he used it as his profile picture, but. Yeah, he's he's a he's one of the good guys, and yeah, he's, he's so knowledgeable. Again, he's he's another one that he tells a story with the with the playlist. You know, every every song has a meaning, and it's 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 wonderful to to sort of listen to. He's it's an hour long show, and it even though an hour seems like a long time when it with Aidy's show, it just absolutely flies past. It never seems long enough. So. So yeah, we'll, we'll give a shout out to his and, and he's on Whitney Radio. So again, we'll pop the links for that. That's 7 p.m. on a Thursday, I think. But there's, he, he puts the Mixcloud link up. That's the great thing with a lot of the shows is the you know they use Mixcloud, etc. Or you know they have a listen again feature. But his 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 music taste is, is fantastic. Oh yeah, well, and the show that you did that uh, image for. Um, I actually had a uh, sis in here trying to, she's teething and I was trying to get her to, to lay down and she had been fussing and uh, I mentioned, uh, you know, cause I was listening in and, you know, he was, you know, getting ready to play one of the songs that I was waiting for. Um, but yeah, I, I have that one on the wall. I make sure I never miss that show. But uh, so I had her in here and she fell asleep. She was, she was listening and she, she had his entire show she sat there and she had Waddle and she was just grinning the whole time. And as soon as he went off the air, it went 45 seconds and that baby was asleep. And I messaged him back and I was like, I don't know how you work that miracle. But <laughs> let me just go ahead and tell you that not only do you have a really good taste in music, but you made a teething baby go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. Yeah. So oh, you yes. see that people, you find the right music and it's magic. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Well, you all, thank you so much for joining us here at the Curiosity Shop this week. And, you know, make sure and come back next week and we will be talking about more indie writing. And what about you, David? What uh, what all do you think that we need to, to focus on? Well, next, well, there's, there's so much to go at. There's so much going on at the moment. There's a lot about the sort of creatives and, um, you know, there's there's a lot around the the actual physical copies there's a lot around you know vinyls coming back in after you know after the sort of surge of digital over the last few years so there's a lot mm-hmm. of people doing that but also there's um you know the the Brits and Pieces uh, CD that Mark did which was a bit of a compilation album there's talks of a few more of those going ahead as well 
so I think that there'd be some interesting points to cover as well, just to kind of get the, you know, the independent artists out there and on on physical copies of of, of music. That sounds really good, and we've got we got plenty of music bloggers. I mean, just music bloggers to look at, much less everybody doing the lists. I saw one that was covering the new vinyls coming out, so we'll have to look them up. I know that I saw them. We'll have to find them. So, y'all, if you know anybody that is doing any type of indie writing, indie development, anything like that, and they need a little bit of a shout out or a look see or anything like that, make sure come over and let us know. We will have all of those links posted up on the show page. David, thank you so much for joining us. We are so happy to have some cousins over, and I think that we're going to have a big time. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's been great fun, and yeah, looking to. Looking forward to seeing what what else we can cover. Um, and yeah, as April said, there's I know we gave you a load of information earlier on with different people, different pages, different blogs. So there's enough there to keep you going until we return. Well, and we will keep you well stocked with stuff every week. So y'all have a great evening, have a great weekend, and come back and see us. Good night. <laughs>